Veritas Martins with uh, Colin York and Khanyadita standing in for Father Emil Blaza. And so, so much has been going on in the country. And of course, the latest developments now, uh, the NEC meeting has been postponed. And of course, uh, the State of the Nation address has also been uh, postponed. And uh, so to discuss some of these issues uh, uh, with us is Archbishop William Slattery, spokesperson of uh, the, uh, the Southern African Catholic Bishops Conference, and of course, Archbishop of uh, Pretoria. That is Slattery. Daddy Kanye, good morning to you and to your to your listeners of Radio Veritas, those good people, yes. And it looks like uh, you've been receiving uh, good rain also in Pretoria this morning. Yeah, thank God for that. Thank God for this part of the country. The rain has been fine, you know, this year has not been bad compared to poor Cape Town, but we're praying for Cape Town. And at the Bishop's Conference last week, we prayed for Cape Town. Hopefully the rain, I, I think there's some... Prophecy that will get rain in the near future in Cape Town, also. I hope so. Yes. Now, uh, Your Grace, of course, uh, the bishops uh, released a statement uh, on the current situation in the country and uh, basically saying that uh, the, the ruling party needs to get itself together and not to sow divisions uh, among the party and uh, in the country as well. Now, that is uh, that is true, really. You know, um, there is sort of uh, we're in a period of transition now. You know, uh, since the ANC conference there in, um, uh, in December, they elected a new leadership, and uh, uh, they have not resolved. You know, where they're going, or who is going to lead them, or who is going to lead the country. You know, this transition period. Uh, really is, truly is leaving the whole country very, you know, anxious and insecure. Uh, as we made for, the, you know, what decision President Zuma will take as regards his own future and what decision the ANC will take, the ANC leadership will take regarding the future of President Zuma is a worry and leaves a certain amount of instability. You know, it gives ground, uh, gives ground for a lot of... Uh, you know, rumors now we were told maybe President Putin was going to come to the country. Imagine such ridiculous things. And also, uh, you know, the, the, as you say, now we have, they have postponed the NEC meeting, the uh, State of the Nation address. You know, things are uh, tending towards instability. And instability will give rise to a lot of, yes, gossip, but also competition for positions and things like that and therefore for a fractiousness or a brokenness and an instability within the organs of state. And so uh, one is worried about that because, you know, we, we love this country, and uh, the church, for example, is here to serve the country. We're not here to make political decisions. That's the work of the politicians who have been elected to do so and speak on behalf of the people in this area of life. But we are deeply concerned you know, that the common good is respected and that that is put foremost in uh, politicians' minds, that they work for justice, that they work for uh, peace, that they work for security. Uh, Because, as you know very well, and we all know, I mean, there are huge problems in the country with over 50% of the people living beneath the poverty line. The unemployment is terrible. You know, you go around our big cities like Swanee, like Pretoria here, so many people are unemployed, young people in their millions are without skills, without a final education, and one wonders what's the future for them. 
And here we are, you know, uh, engaged in sort of internal squabbles uh, of a serious nature in the country. So that is why we, we really, the bishops, have appealed for calm, yes, and thank God we have had relative calm so far. And secondly, that uh, we pray and that people will come to their senses and make decisions so that the country can go ahead and deal with its real problems. Yes. And, uh, Your Grace, you did mention the common good there, uh, you know, the questions of justice and peace. And uh, so surely this, uh, the common good is really being affected uh, in a negative way by these shenanigans in the country. Well, it is because there have been huge allegations of massive corruption going on for quite a long time. And uh, dealing with senior uh, persons in the state and also senior, you know, state, uh, state capture and uh, state-owned enterprises, you know, ESCOM, the situation it is at the moment, you know, on a knife edge, can we be able to energize the country? You know, these sort of uh, um, insecurities that have come into our situation are causing us, uh, you know, could cause the country to collapse. So, look, uh, as, as, as people of God, as people of the church, we just pray that, you know, uh, we be very careful about uh, the decisions that are now made because, you know, really and truly, it's, it's a time of transition. And, look, how is President Zuma going to leave the country, going to leave the, the new ANC, as it were, elected in December, you know, he's going to leave them very weak, and they seem to be wavering. They seem to be unable to make up decisions. They seem to be divided, and perhaps they're even divided on provincial uh, bases. And therefore, you know, one of the big things that the ANC have done for our country uh, is they have worked really at unity. You know, we must grant that this, uh, they have worked to keep the different peoples of this country together, and it's not necessary, obviously, that they are together but they have worked very hard to do so. So we don't want the country to break down into ethnic provinces and uh, with, with endless confusion for the future. So this, uh, this, what's going on at the moment gives ground for, you know, instability in the future and uh, mistrust in the future and of poisoning, you know, the political uh, culture of the country at the moment. So that is why we're, we're very concerned about it. As I say, uh, it's not our task to make that decision. Our task, as you say, is to call, to put before the politicians that the common good. We don't want people living in insecurity. We don't want uh, people, you know, becoming disunited among themselves. Uh, we want people to put the good of the country first. And uh, is that, uh, you know, perhaps the, the church's view of a good politician? What is, uh, what is a good politician or what are the characteristics of a good politician uh, in terms of uh, the view of the church? Well, a good politician is really someone, um, he is selected by the people to represent the people. And he, he must have a view of the whole country, the view of where the country is. He must understand, you know, there's so many things, uh, but certainly he's there as a servant of the people, not really for his own uh, personal advantage, you know. Now, we shouldn't see South Africa as isolated. Politicians have problems all over the world, but a good politician is someone who's there to serve the people. And, you know, that's for Christian people, and I think all people, you know, uh, you know, the power is really linked with, 
uh, not so much um, force, not so much, uh, you know, authoritarianism, but their power is linked to service. So a good politician is someone uh, who is worried about the country. You know, here I am looking out at Pretoria this morning, and, you know, there are 600 buses coming to this city every morning, carrying mainly women, uh, but also men, coming into work, coming in from as far out as Siabuswa, you know, 90, 100 kilometers out on dangerous roads. These are people who are coming to work for their children, work for their families, everything they earn is going to be used for other people. These are, the, this is, these are people, good people. Now, we have, when you see politicians, you know, dispensing with huge uh, sums of money, um, sometimes for their own personal benefit, for the benefit of their friends, uh, then you begin to, be, uh, to, to worry because really they're not here to serve the people but to serve themselves. So I, I think the key of being a good politician really is to have values that come from this understanding of service. Service, service, service. Now, Your Grace, as Christians, we are a people of hope. And uh, you've been in South Africa now for about 47 years? That's right. Yesterday, 47 years ago, I got out in what was then called Jan Smart. I remember walking down the steps <laughs> of the plane and saying, well, here's a new chapter in my life. And indeed, it has, it has been wonderful. But I mean, those 47 years, you know, I was working down in, you know, Sharpton, Sebukin, Wipatung, all those areas, and then out in rural areas. You know, and I observed from very closely, having shared the lives of the people, you know, people have suffered terribly. There are huge imbalances in our country. Something has to be done, uh, you know, as regards land, as regards access to health and education, uh, you know, access to the wealth of this country. You know, something seriously has, has, has to be done. And I, I think maybe all I can do is I hope that the new administration which will come in uh, will put the good of the people and of the ordinary people first. There'll be a certain amount of suffering. There'll have to be a lot more sharing, uh, you know, because the imbalances of apartheid have left uh, enormous divisions in our country and something has to be done about it. And one is hopeful that something will be done, uh, but it's very slow, as you can see, in health and in education. You know, I am alive today because I could afford to go to a doctor. There are people whom, uh, whose funerals I have uh, uh, you know, ministered at um, who are dead simply because they couldn't afford a few rand to go to a doctor. And, I, and how long more this can continue in our country, a country that is potentially very rich, is something else. So really and truly, I do think we have to pray and hope that a government will come in that will really work against racism, really work about, look at the land issue, look at, you know, uh, uh, access to employment and so on for the vast majority of, of people and proper education for our youth and so on. That's our hope that that can happen. Oh, yes. You know, uh, so, but, but, uh, but, you know, really and truly, when you look at our constitution at the moment, and a political system at the moment. One is worried about it because, you know, members of parliament, uh, they depend uh, upon their leaders in parliament um, to be high up on the list in the next election. And so they're really, uh, their focus is on serving their masters in their political parties rather than serving the people whom they're elected to serve. You know, there's no constituency uh, in the proper sense of the word elections. 
And so this is a, this is a real uh, worry. And also, I think the powers of a president in the future have to be circumscribed so that uh, appointments, uh, very major appointments in the state, cannot be uh, left to one person. You know, so there is control over the office of the presidency and also that uh, there is uh, freedom for members of parliament and also responsibility for members of parliament to report uh, to their constituencies and to be challenged by their constituencies. Your Grace, so you're saying that uh, there's still cause for hope, uh, even when we're going through this uh, uh, a difficult period of transition. Well, at least it seems uh, difficult uh, with these postponements and so on. Uh, and, uh, you know, yet another crisis. Well, no, I, I do think that there is hope, of course. I mean, you yourself can, even, even though you're a young fellow compared to any case like myself, but uh, you yourself have seen the journey this country has traveled. I certainly, in the last 47 years, you know, have been extremely aware. We're so often on a knife edge. We have seen all kinds of, you know, predictions of disaster for the future, which were never, thank God, ultimately realized because of the, the magnificence of some of the leaders uh, in the struggle here in this country. Uh, and uh, one does hope that in the, bar- in the hearts and souls of the majority of people of South Africa, who are obviously a wonderful people, that there is a sense that, you know, stability uh, is, uh, is important. Also, our people are a God-fearing people. You know, they have a sense of the spiritual. They have a sense of the transcendent. Uh, they pray, and churches are still playing a very large role, not in the political life, unfortunately, but certainly in the ordinary life of people and giving them, you know, a sense of, of hope, a sense of something around which they can focus their lives, uh, that they are known and loved by a God who has created them and given us a beautiful country. So one just hopes that in the, in, 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 in the wisdom of the vast majority of South African people, because we have been witnesses to, you know, strife in so many parts of the world and so many parts of the continent, in other words, the alternatives uh, to stability and peace and security and being patient with each other, the alternatives to that are extremely dreadful. Your Grace, I think we'll have to leave it at that. And uh, we really watch uh, with interest uh, what's happening in the country. And uh, we continue to pray for our country. We continue to pray and continue to pray that decisions are made uh, fairly soon because the more the delay there is, there's more time for infighting, there's more time for disunity, there's more time for gossip, there's more time for social media to destroy peace in so many different areas of life. And so we pray for quick decisions and solutions to where we are. And I do hope it will come soon because South Africa has shown itself really and truly to be a magnificent country in the past, even in political decisions. And that's a spokesperson for the SACBC and uh, Archbishop of uh, Pretoria, Archbishop William Slattery, OFM.